0: You're listening to a special episode of Exploring Sovereignty with Elizabeth. Good morning, everyone. This is Ishmael Perez, and I have uh, two lovely people here joining me today, and we're going to be discussing tips into how to navigate, how to best navigate the ascension that we are all undergoing at this time, living in the most exciting times ever. We exist in many dimensions, and you know the the religious texts are correct we are made in the image of our creator so our potential is divine and i think that as more and more people come to that realization um there's going to be some sort of a less dependency on external sources like organized religion mm-hmm. and more um inward journey where people begin to discover their own inner powers and their own sovereignty which is what you guys are promoting which is awesome you know we're all doing our our part in this collective ascent in order to remind people because that's all we're, we're doing it's we're reminding people of their own power it's, it's not about creating another religion and it's not about having you know disciples or anything I mean that no one should have disciples you know we're all equal and we are even equal to the Angels and the Ascended Masters um, and yes, there there has been many that have come before us that have showed us the way um, as they connect to their high divine self and so that is an individual process that at this time is being available to all of humanity is reconnecting back to our higher self which is really the Christ. Would you
1: agree. 100% I think it's, you know, when I translate Christ consciousness often it's like our fullest potential right and light beings and we have many as you referenced and your message ishmael that you often give is like i think very hopeful because it is about us coming into our own authenticity and our own sovereign nature and discovering our fullest potential both in this form but uh you know our soul is larger than this expression as we are in this form so we have that experience and you know that multi-dimensional nature and the more we can access our gifts talents and attributes of our soul from all those dimensions um i think we are really at an exciting time in ascension and holding more light and having that light reverberate through all the universes
0: beautifully stated elizabeth beautifully stated Mm -hmm.
1: I'm like, I have nothing to add to that one. Like, yes, you, <laughs> you do. You have <laughs> much to add. So
2: Ishmael, in your new book, Our Cosmic Origin, it's really funny. I was going to have my notes printed out like, like proper and then my printer didn't work. So there we go. Uh, we like Elizabeth and I over the last couple of days have been uh, finishing it up and on the audio book, by the way, and really boiled down to our little um synopsis that we just found that we really aligned with was everything is energy everything is consciousness and energy and consciousness create matter i just felt like that was just repeated in this beautiful way over and over tell us a little bit more about that and let's also talk about your new book
0: thank you well, as uh, cutting-edge science is now showing us through the evidence of quantum physics that um, you know consciousness has always existed that uh, matter, time, and space, as we know it, is emerging from consciousness. So, for unfortunately, through you know they've been teaching Newtonian mechanics for the last couple hundred years or a few hundred years, um, where they believe that consciousness is a byproduct of matter, but according to the new evidence, it's the other way around. So. Mm-hmm uh in my book what i do is i i use cutting edge science and i bridge it with the truth of how everything is just an ocean of energy um and how it really just boils down to the idea that in essence everything has always been consciousness and energy and what i do is i bridge the gap between ancient metaphysics with cutting edge science to explain the different dimensions because you know it's very hard for some people to grasp the fact that there are these other dimensions that are imperceptible to the naked eye or that cannot be measured by scientific instruments but as we go inward as we explore our inner self because we're all little universes right we're all a reflection yeah. of the cosmos uh we begin to understand what these other dimensions are and so um i i'd like to believe that my book is a is a synthesis of you know bridging the gap between ancient metaphysics and cutting-edge science to explain the bigger picture and um yeah you know i'm excited that that um this book is actually having a positive impact on many people uh i've been receiving a lot of feedback by the way by a lot of people who have read my book or have listened to it and they, they've all said that my book pretty much just kind of fills in a lot of gaps for a lot of people while exploring different avenues of knowledge that they had never had a chance to explore and so that is my contribution to humanity and yes I am writing a part two to our cosmic origin by the way uh so it, it is in progress and um yeah it's all about that it's all about how we are consciousness we are energy beings experiencing you know different avatars on different dimensions and um more so it's also about exploring that inner power that we all have as divine beings made in the image of our creator and i believe that you guys are also teaching the same thing right through your yeah courses and classes so thank you yeah,
1: yeah. absolutely i think the classes i mean the classes i teach and courses and also what kelly teaches and um offers through the edge magazine and the edge community are very much in line with that in terms of you know everyone needs to come in it's not about giving your power away it's about actually realizing that how potent we each are and how much it's a coming home like it's an inner journey to positively impact our outer world in a way that is more loving and more aligned with source at its highest frequency. And, and transforming those things that I think, you know, those lower thoughts, those ones that align us more in fear and keep us enslaved, transforming those triggers and traumas so that we can have the wisdom of it and not the, um. I guess not the like limitation or the enslavement of it.
0: So exactly. I love
2: that
1: you pointed out that
2: we're really only using two to four percent of like our of our capabilities, and we're unaware of so many things that are going on around us. And a dark I,
1: matter, the dark matter, right? And and that and, potential of the dark matter is huge. Sorry, I get no, no, no.
2: It's stuff. super exciting. And as an intuitive and a mystic and a psychic medium, I sit there and I'm when I'm working with uh, either. Spirits that have transitioned, or here they're at anywhere, Galactic Brothers and Sisters. Um oh my goodness, it's just everyone's here and everyone's playing. I, I love it. And it it so many people are fascinated by it. But then when you go, that look, we're only really tapping into this little like pie, like big pie, this little tea, all of that around it. When you start going with that, it's just like,
1: well, and I think it gets to the speed of which things are operating as things speed up and, and light speeds up and our de- like the, energy, you know, cause even our physical nature is energy um, mm-hmm. from yoga and Ayurveda and, you know, Vedic texts and, um, and practices like this is energy too. It's just in a denser form. And we're being asked to lighten this up even more and more and more. And I remember, um, we had I had the opportunity to talk to a gentleman that works at NASA, and he was talking about the dark matter being also only you know ninety six percent or ninety eight percent of what we can, you know, is we haven't even tapped into yet, right? And um, also a mentor of Kelly and I's Maureen Higgins and also a colleague. Um, because she also agrees like we're all equal and we're all here to like manifest our fullest potential. And, and it's not about people giving it away or having quote unquote, you know, discipleship or followers. It's about supporting- The competition, and all that fun stuff. Yeah, no, <laughs> that's an outdated model. It's, it's yeah. Um, but even, uh, I was having a conversation with my youngest son and he took one of those, like a string made up of these little magnets and he was spinning it right and he's like this is what i think the 98 percent of uns- unseen like dark matter is is it's going so fast you can't actually see it and as we start to shift into those higher frequencies and faster frequencies aligned with love we get to tap into more and more of that dark matter that brings in divine miracles that brings in more of our fuller potential and more uh, um access to our multi-dimensional nature and how we're beyond time and space but for us on the earth we use time and space because of the sun and the gravitational pull of the earth to help us organize this experience at least at this moment in time
0: exactly and and that's one of the things that I point out in my book is that dark matter and dark energy which comprise uh 96 percent of the so-called missing reality it's really reality vibrating at higher frequencies mm-hmm. so when the astronomers pierce into the cosmos and all they see is galaxies they're actually only piercing into the four percent and the only reason why they're only seeing the four percent is because we were somehow programmed or designed to only experience by virtue of deactivating you know 96 percent of our DNA right? right it's a correlation we were designed to only experience the four percent but like Kelly said you know reality vibrates at different frequencies so as we raise our own frequency right through through the spiritual work we actually begin to tap into that dark matter and dark dark energy that is all around us and guess what there are intelligent life forms that exist in that dark matter and dark energy so when people think that the extraterrestrials are out there it's a misunderstanding of our existence. They're actually all around us, but it's just that we don't see them because they're operating in those frequencies of the light energy spectrum that is vibrating at higher rates of uh, vibrational frequencies, you know? And so I think that's what's happening right now is that as as we, as a collective, begin to vibrate at a higher frequency, we're actually gonna be piercing through the veil in order to have access to those realms um, that scientists are you know mislabeling as dark matter and did uh, you guys
2: just feel the shift coming in since you've been talking about that I feel like I'm in the Tron game right now as you're talking yeah. I am like it's like like you keep going I'm sorry to interrupt but I'm having a moment of just like this is amazing
0: you might be experiencing the uh x-class solar flare, which is um uh, considered a G3 the the most highest uh, solar flares the maximum is G5 so I think once we hit a G5 x-class solar flare that's when the solar flash is going to take place so it's supposed to be hitting now so that's what we're probably experiencing is is these these massive CMEs that are coming in at this time which is awesome
1: totally and maybe um (laughs) Kelly, one of you can say more (laughs) about that because i think as the collective experiences more of that that becomes a tipping point and then everyone has like a shift up uh in frequency and i know personally like sometimes when that happens for me it's like the denser things i've been holding on to then i become even more aware of and i have to spend some time releasing or healing or letting them go and I know part of what we're hoping to do in our conversation today is support people as they might be experiencing some of those shifts
0: I agree I agree and I think that the CMEs are actually forcing us now to face any unhealed wounds any lower densities that we might still be experiencing uh because in order to live in fifth dimensional reality we, we have to Uh, somehow uh, transmute all those lower densities in order for our body to withhold and um, be able to absorb all that light, you know, frequency, higher vibrational frequency that is coming in at this time so that we can become less denser. And just like Elizabeth pointed out, you know, even our bodies are energy, but it's energy vibrating at a very low frequency, making it congealed or solid. But in in true essence, you know, as we raise our frequencies, our bodies will become less dense and we're going to be accessing you know, higher dimensions, where our light body, which comprises of the other 96% of our what they call so so called junk DNA, will be activated. And I think that's when we're going to be able to um, display, you know, supernatural abilities, because I believe that these, these faculties that um, that will allow us to exert superhuman abilities lays dormant within that 96% of our so called crystalline structure that we haven't been using for thousands of years and so how do
2: we tap into that like I feel like I'm levitating right now I'm like I'm like going like this just like I could I if anyone could pop it up I
1: think that's right right now let's do it but like whoo how well I think I'm I'm curious well go ahead Ishmael if you're about to say something
2: how how do we do this like okay so as you can clearly see there's something going on with me so yeah. how do we hold that space? How do we hold that frequency? I think I saw in an interview you did, it's the, the 580 frequency is where we need to try to hold to keep, okay, how do we do that? Like, I feel like I have like little strings trying to pull me up right now. Like, <laughs> sorry, this is well, fun. Uh, I love this stuff. <laughs> me
1: too.
0: There are, there are multiple ways in which we could do that. Um, the best way to keep a high frequency um, is through, um, proper diet um also um connecting every day establishing some sort of spiritual practice where we connect with our higher self and the divine on, on a daily basis um and also um living out or being anchored in your heart you know being uh in, in a place where you see the sacredness in all living things and in everyone even those that are not awakened uh, that is the best way to keep your frequency up and, and, and of course you know you're controlling your thoughts and emotions um maintaining Tell me
2: more it. about that because that's hard to do
0: oh yeah it is very hard to do especially okay. when when we live in a 3D world where things are still going to trigger us and you know circumstances are are you know most people think that uh it's hard to uh, <laughs> overcome our emotions but it's really not you know when when you think about how we're really just living in a very uh, minute moment in time and how this is really just like a dream within a dream um think about it this way you know when you're dreaming and, and if you're aware of your dreams why you're dreaming you could actually control the outcome of your dream you know so if we take that concept and we apply it to this wake world which is a dream within a dream right because we're really operating from the fifth dimension currently existing in the third dimension um we begin to control the way we react to things and one way by doing it is by understanding that we are living in some sort of simulation and a living simulation as opposed to a digital you know computerized simulation this is a living simulation um a reflection of a you know larger dupe reality that's being reflected on a lower scale or on a lower density then we begin to understand that everything that happens is not happening to us it's happening for us in order to create more growth and then at that point we begin to react differently and then we don't allow these negative emotions to consume us anymore we can still feel them but then we come then we're able to transmute them though as we feel them we express them and then we transmute them and every time we transmute them guess what we become more light and i I think that's how we are able to uh, access higher levels of consciousness through these challenges through these oppositions that take place and through your own uh, ways of transmuting these lower densities
2: I just saw it to be like a screen. So I think we as humans will take experiences and just go, I'm oop, oop, just going to pack that puppy up and I'm going to push it down. Gut issues. Talk about that. Like push, push, push. Oh, it's not happening. But if you just stand there and you get grounded, I just, I just saw like ground, like all the way down, all the way up, and then just sit there and then just like take a deep breath and just feel it like a screen and then let it go. Mm-hmm. That could be kind of cool
1: maybe. Well, I think what you're also highlighting here is this ability to witness when we connect up to our higher self and our source and our optimal spiritual guides aligned with our highest good truth and source. We're able to move more in a witness stance so that we don't, every emotion and every thought, we don't have to take the ride. We can kind of, it's almost like staying on the shore, witnessing getting curious about those ones that take hold of us because there's room for healing those wounds or those experiences that no longer serve us and allowing them to just transform so that we can hold more light and we don't get stuck in another loop of that emotion or another loop of that experience or another loop of that um unskillful action that keeps us in a Lower density or keeps us operating more from 3D and kind of moving through that birth canal into the middle and higher realms with a higher thinking and feeling state. And That's I know great. some days I do that really skillfully, and some days I'm like, whoa, I got like, you know, pulled in the undertow of it. And then I can get, you know, take a pause and get curious about why.
2: Something that I've also recently been wondering is, if this is mine, or the collective, mm-hmm. but also are these my ancestors that I came to be a part of, to help clear up. Mm-hmm. And there's something I was dealing with the other day that I sat there and I I see pictures. So I was looking at shopping bags. And I said, Okay, here's a situation. I'm carrying I'm holding all these shopping bags. And it was almost like go go gadget arms, they had room to be able to put more like bags on. And then I went, which of this situation, what's mine and all these bags dropped to the ground and it was just a couple of them. And then I was able to go, okay, that's cool. Those aren't mine. And then I was able to actually go bag by bag to each bag that's mine and go, okay, tell me more about this. And it was so much easier to to deal with and and to see everything just drop. I was
1: like, oh, cool. That's not just me. Well, and I think what you're highlighting there is how potent as each individual heals it affects the collective right
0: absolutely because we're all connected you know even though i think it's only within the 3d that we see things as separated but when you go deeper into the the realm of the uh what they call the quantum realm everything is just one unified ocean of energy and we're all connected somehow through that field of the unified field and so as more of us do the healing and as more of us Gain control of their emotions through the transmutation of negative feelings. Right, uh, by becoming aware of them, um it's actually going to heal the collective faster. And I think that's what people call the hundred monkey syndrome or the Maharishi effect. Is that you know because okay. we're all connected, right, through this field of energy? We. And, and believe it or not we're, we are part of a planetary mind hive every species has a mind hive okay so we have we're part of the human mind hive so I think I, I think once we reach 10 percent, that's when there's going to be some sort of critical mass shift where everyone's going to get it even those that are still sleeping or they're still following some sort of program they're all going to get it because it's because we're all connected through this mind hive organic mine hive, as opposed to the AI you know cyber okay
2: yeah I need you to touch on that because that's the bubble's been over my head I was like I just please finish that thought but I really want to know what you have to say and what what you're dialing in with with AI and what's coming in
0: okay so the difference between an organic mine hive and that of an AI mine hive is that in an AI mine hive um I'm going to use the Greys for example the Greys are an extraterrestrial species that are uh programmed life forms they have no longer they have no sovereignty they're actually a program to uh do the biting of whatever that mind hive is so they're all like little robots okay they lost their connection to God um the difference is that in a AI mind hive we have no individuality we have no sovereignty we're literally just programmed to do whatever it is that we were programmed to do uh for example like in the movie The Matrix you know um whereas in a natural organic mind hive, we're still connected through the unified field while maintaining our individual sovereignty uh, giving us the ability to also uh make our own decisions that's the difference is that we still have individuality we still have free will in a in our own organic mind hide, as opposed to that where we are connected to some sort of a you know um uh, ai a system that does all the decision making for us and and that's where the you know the forces of darkness is is um that's where where that's their ultimate agenda is to to connect everybody to the Borg and the Borg is here by the way uh it's it's there it's already being built through the satellite systems um which explains what's been happening in the last few years with the planned you know I'm not going to say the word I don't want to get flagged but um that's that's all part of um of their negative timeline is to try to just get us like
2: this just go <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's part of their negative timeline is to try to get as many people as possible to connect to to be plugged into t- the you know the Borg that will ultimately um eliminate everybody's free will and make everybody robotic. <laughs> unfortunately, but you know that's not going to happen in the positive timeline, of course.
1: Right. And so, for people who are sitting listening to this, how do we share? I mean, we shared some things of like these are things you can do, but that free will, like let's say they're teetering between those two options. How do we get them how you, how to we provide yeah, how can we provide courage and curiosity to move into that 10% to help the tip?
0: Well I think it all starts with awareness. You know, first we have to become aware of what's really happening. And I believe since the last two years, since you know we were all forced to sit in our home, right? Um, I think there's been an acceleration of awakening.
1: We're invited to sit in our home. We could choose.
0: Yeah, exactly. We're invited, of course. You know, a lot of us rebelled and we we broke the protocols, right? But um, I think that as more people become aware, um, the better. You know, the the faster we're going to reach that critical point, that critical mass effect, that's going to shift it for everybody else, where everyone's going to get it. And I think we are hitting there. I think we're hitting there. Uh, I mean, it is. It has been prophesied. You know, it has been prophesied that at the end of the dark age or at the end of the great cycle which is now that humanity is going to have some sort of awakening and they're going to um be able to understand what's been happening for the last thousands of years and then regain their own power and their sovereignty as a result of that
1: i I agree and i think the last few years has highlighted that for many um you know so i I had a curiosity around uh, a couple of years ago around it felt energetically like we had started to hit that tipping toward love and source and higher frequency and this positive timeline. And this last few years has felt like a last ditch effort to try to keep that from happening. And what I find that is beautiful and inspiring is how many people have awoken out of the deep dreamless sleep that they've been in and said, wait a minute, this waking state, like I can have much more i have that ability to become sovereign and it's going to be more work like i'm not going to give my what works for me to stay in health and full potential a way to authority anymore so
0: exactly i agree i like i like calling it to the uh, waking from the deep programming waking up from the programming, because you know we have all been programmed from yeah. the moment we are birthed into this world, the programming begins with our parents. The first words that they say, you know, uh locks us into this, you know, one box of reality, right? Um, the educational system, you know, what comes out of the television set, everything's part of keeping us locked into this a television. Thing. Pretty much, yeah, exactly. It's
1: telling a vision, it's telling a vision to us.
0: <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. So, you know, everything is part of the program and um. I think people are beginning to snap out of their programming, due to this acceleration, uh, as we're heading into zero point, of course. (laughs) So it's exciting times, you know, um, Do you want to say
1: say more about, I mean, I know the zero point is in your book, and but for those who may have not yet written, uh, read cosmic origins, do you want to give a synopsis of zero point and why that matters?
0: yeah well it's uh, equivalent to what they call the fibonacci effect uh, or the golden ratio where time be- starts um you know for billions of years in a big loop and then as it gets as it uh, circles around um it becomes smaller and smaller and smaller to the point where it hits a, a certain level once it gets to the center where everything starts again it's like a reboot everything goes back into zero point so I think that uh, because we are ending many cycles, not just a 5,000 year cycle or a 26,000 year cycle, we're actually ending greater cycles. Um, I think that that's the reason why this acceleration in time where we're heading to a moment where time is actually going to cease to exist, um, which is going to cause the great shift of ages, by the way. Um, And I think that corresponds to the trigger that comes from the sun to uh absolutely uh, bring us into this new reality uh is already there and the Mayans talked about it uh every Indigenous culture talked about how we are approaching a critical mass shift due to the acceleration of time and I think that for the last uh you know 10 to 15 years people have been witnessing how a 24-hour day is now um it seems to appear as a you know 16-hour day where we don't longer see time as it was back in the 80s or or 90s you know there is there is some some sort of acceleration that's been taking place ever since um and that a lot of that has to do to the fact that we are approaching the zero point field where everything just collapses back into no time and and i think that's what the zero point field is it is a a moment in time when there is no time and i and i believe that that's when we go into the higher dimensional earth where there is no time you know we are going beyond time and beyond um because time is only registered in the third dimension, you know, where we see things from like point A to point B. But as you guys know, as we go into the fifth dimension, everything's happening simultaneously. Uh, and that's the reason why we are going to be going quantum as a result of zero, uh, reaching zero point fields.
2: Okay. We could probably do another two hours on that. <laughs> right. In preparation for our time together, I did ask a couple of friends that. Um, when I when I, I shared that we were going to be again sharing time together, they had a couple questions, so I you just kind of teed up the sun, and I have something from a beautiful soul named Terry Peterson, and she wanted to ask you is the sun inside the earth and reflects off the veil, which is why we think it's in the sky. Tell me more about that question and what what your thoughts are on it. If you know, I
1: mean. If sometimes- know, right.
0: Okay, so um, I personally believe that the sun is not inside the earth. Uh, However, there is because due to the uh, fact that the earth is hollowed, there is an inner sun, a different sun inside the earth that gives light to the uh, subterranean advanced civilizations that have existed there, um, who are the remnants of ancient civilizations, right. Um, But our sun as we see it in the sky is actually outside of the earth and Um, I do believe that our sun is also a living entity uh, that is connected to all the different stars in our galaxy, uh, connected through these electromagnetic filaments, because even our galaxy at a grand scale of reality is a living entity. So I, I do believe in the living cosmos. I do believe that the earth is a living entity, as well as the elements, all the planets. And I do believe that the sun is outside of the earth and that the planets revolve around the sun. So I guess to answer your question, I do believe in the heliocentric model of reality, not the geocentric. So that's why I don't agree with the flat earth concept. <laughs> I
2: thought there is actually when I'm taking in these questions, I was like, that's gonna be a fun one to discuss.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, and I also believe that this, our solar system is traveling. Um just like how our planet revolves around the sun, I believe that our sun is revolving around a bigger Sun and that explains the cycles right everything oh. is a circle within a circle but then in, in turn our solar system with this greater Sun known as Alcyon is revolving around the Galactic Core with Sirius B so that explains the cycles the different cycles because in the way I see it is everything is a circle within a circle within a circle and according to the hermetic hermetic principles everything is vibrating and everything's in constant motion so yes I do believe that the earth is spinning that the earth is revolving it's constantly moving because just that's just the way energy works everything is like a funnel like a sphere uh like a torsion field there you go that's the best way to describe reality we are all torsion fields within torsion fields within a bigger torsion field within a bigger torsion field
1: <laughs> well that makes sense I mean that resonates for for me, and it's and it I think also highlights that microcosm within a macrocosm within a macrocosm you know exactly. uh effect. One thing I wanted to circle back on is um, you mentioned how um you mentioned how our programming starts at birth and you know maybe even before birth, but one practice i think we can offer people who might be listening it's a vedic practice and you whisper in the baby's left ear to that they are light as a beginning of the remembering and uh the there's a sanskrit term for it which i can put in the the notes when we publish this but it's that whispering of you are light and a first like that first imprint into this reality
0: Yes, I agree. And and even more so, I think that while the baby is in the womb, we could begin to speak to it in terms of ask, you know, telling it, you are light, you are unconditional love, you are multidimensional, you are unlimited. You know, um, I think that it starts even before birth. I mean, that's my opinion.
1: (laughs) Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. I think that we're, you know, again, it's like we're constantly in this transformation from what we have come in the 3D to call birth and death is massive transformation into different levels of consciousness and uh, source manifesting in matter and then exactly. going, back, going back to source.
0: And that's, that's what cool. the process is is we're moving back to source. And as I, I explained in my book, the descent, which is what the Eastern teachers call the outbreath of God, it's really just source dividing yeah. itself into as many pieces as possible to explore more of itself that's called the descent or what I call the involution of spirit into matter right different frequencies of itself and now we're experiencing the ascent which is the the matter uh through the vibrate through the raising of vibrational frequency becoming less dense and dense as it becomes what pure energy again and and that is a cycle that takes another perhaps billions of years but you know we're heading there <laughs> We're we're all heading back into unity consciousness, right?
2: Yes. Oh, absolutely. You know, touching on birth and kids, what can we be doing as parents? Something that the Edge magazine is going to launch for 2024 is a kids' corner, because I truly like my 13-year-old, and Elizabeth can testify this. She's we gotta we have gotta bowling and just throw the bumpers up and just like try to like keep her on the rails because she's so. Gifted and dialed in on so many different levels. I, I want. I guess she's my daughter, but she's not the same of DNA than than I am. Like I, I just, she's just so fearless, and um, she knows her mission. And she is. If you get in her way, and, and she's on her mission, there's 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 no. She's a force, right? Um, to the point where she was in sixth grade in science class and a little boy decided to make fun of her and she just slapped him. Like, mm-hmm. like oh my gosh, Mike, so I have the I have the principal talking to me and I'm like, but didn't he like pick on her? Like, so mm-hmm. it's really, really hard side note on that one. But what can we do for our kids and our teens who are going through such um interesting times? What can we do to empower them because i know if i went to my daughter and said i'd like you to meditate and please please eat more fruits and vegetables or i and what else what else can we do sorry i'm starting to channel which is not fun on this i mean but it is but um i just have so much coming in
1: Mm -hmm.
2: what can we do for our kids what can we do for our teams i just think that those are two age groups that um just kind of need that safe space right now i just rambled way too long i'm sorry
1: I think, can I, um, highlight something that I think you're getting? (laughs) our Our kids, the kids that are coming onto the planet at this point in time have come in at a very high frequency to help with the shift. And as parents or guardians of those spirits here who are incarnate as our children, how do we support them staying embodied in their light when you know during this massive ascent
0: we become their teachers you know we become teachers from from birth um we teach them yoga we teach them how to meditate and if they don't want to meditate um you know teach them through example you know when they see you meditating on a daily basis you know a lot of the times the kids do learn by mimicking what we do so if you are established in a spiritual daily practice they will eventually want to mimic you so we teach through example first and foremost we also learn how to cultivate their gifts that they already have these are the crystal children by the way by uh telling them that it's okay to have spirit guides or as they would call imaginary friends and it's okay to communicate with your imaginary friends you know um I think one of the biggest downfalls in our society is that when these gifted kids are being born their parents immediately begin to program them and saying those aren't real you can't have imaginary friends you know and and I think that's where it goes wrong because what you're doing is you're you're forcing them to suppress their ability so what you want to do is you want to enhance the abilities and do the opposite and, and encourage communication with their imaginary friends um and also by you know feeding them the right food you know organic stuff you know living food right as opposed to those um foods that have preservatives and, and toxins um and also by educating them talking to them about spirituality even at an early age believe it or not when a child is born into this body that is a crystal child they will grasp it they will understand even at the age of four you know what spirituality is talk talking to them about how there's different dimensions begin that type of educational um process at an early age and i guarantee you your child is going to go Whoa. you know their gifts are just going to expand and uh, most importantly be patient with them be very patient with them because they do have a, a sense of rebelling so what you want to do is you want to love them unconditionally no matter what they do while at the same time trying to teach them these higher uh concepts that normally parents don't teach their kids you know they they, unfortunately parents allow the educational system to teach their kids and and i've always believed that the parent is the most important teacher in a child's life so when you understand that you begin to teach your own children uh, about spirituality about what's happening in the world you know and they will understand that's my opinion
1: I I would agree with that, and I think it goes back to something you shared earlier, Ishmael, is like coming into that heart-centered consciousness of, um, I think one of the major shifts I've witnessed in the last few years, especially, is how much of humanity is coming into that heart-centered consciousness and hurts and frequency, and when knowledge and wisdom isn't just in the head, but is embodied in that heart-centered, it um it i notice it keeps me more whole but it also i notice it keeps kids more whole and that they're not swallowing everything whole it's like does it resonate at this frequency and if it doesn't how can i be curious and conscious and ask questions and not just take what i'm being fed as truth
0: i agree i agree And at this point, I I think because of the fact that these the entire educational system is corrupt, I think that people who are on the spiritual path should homeschool their kids. That's my opinion.
1: though. Okay, can I send my daughter to your place? (laughs) I think I I think he's getting that 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 you're to be the her teacher. That's what I know.
0: having her take my starseed cosmology course <laughs> i'm just kidding i'm just saying okay. <laughs> that's fantastic
1: well and i think also um, empowering people young and the wise that intuition is one of our greatest ways of knowing and those gifts talents have been suppressed uh I believe in order to have power and control over humanity. And as people are bringing their gifts and talents of intuition and different ways of knowing back online and relying on those more, um, I've noticed a major shift back into sovereignty, a major shift back into people's authenticity, um, and not just, and, and notice the collective moving out of that self sacrifice model of I have to do this because it's going to benefit everyone. And where I really believe right now as we're ascending, that it's about how can I be my brightest, you know, most healthy, most potential multi-dimensional self? And that benefits everyone instead of the self-sacrifice model that religion used for millennia to and longer.
0: I agree, Elizabeth. I do agree.
1: Yeah. Well,
2: uh, yeah, right. So I just, I'm just right. Water. Tell us about water. The important I have been craving water lately and like little water fountains everywhere. Not kidding. I have one right by my desk. Like, what is going on with water lately?
0: Well, it is 80% of our, you know, our own inner molecular structure or physical body and it's also 80% of our Earth and it's uh from what I understand the third dimensional universe it's 80% of the universe as well water as a living entity is connected with every other water and many believe that through the water we are able to access other realms other planetary systems and other realities because it's all connected as one it is a living you know conscious being so I think that this is a time that we should establish some sort of relationship with the elements. And because water comprises of it's the biggest element right out there. Um, I think water which also corresponds to our emotional body, it's mm-hmm. very powerful to establish a some sort of a direct communication with water begin speaking to your water before you drink it you bless it and trust me that water will you know in turn bless it fortify your body's health so you if, if you begin to speak to water even if you're going to go for a swim and you can go in the ocean you begin to communicate with water um I think that enhances your own spirituality you know so I think water is perhaps the most important element out there
2: yeah. I I'm just telling you like I've been a freak about water over like the last month I it's just crazy it's I'm like, oh, I have to ask you about water. Okay. <laughs> I, I
1: must- agree. I, I agree with that. And and that invitation for the elements that you're bringing forward of, like, we're made up of ether, air, you know, fire, water, earth, from at least the Vedic perspective. And, and um, there's ways to continue to work with those different ratios within us to help us ascend.
0: Exactly. Yep.
1: So we have our water
2: eating a proper diet, spiritual practice, anchoring everything into your heart and to love. Are there any and I don't know why I keep feeling that I, I, sometimes we're not always able to align with our proper diet. Are there any supplements that you take or supplements that you that you know about that might be something that you take on a daily basis that you think we could share with everybody?
1: That you think would be good for everybody or like is so, that the- no, just what just what you take?
0: Well I personally take uh um, quarter I like the mushroom powders you know okay. that's really healthy for you I take lions mate I take a turkey tail and then of course Rishi every morning with a green smoothie that has all the you know the ashwagandha uh the chlorella the uh moringa so if if you're on a if you adapt a superfood diet I think it's going to accelerate your own ascension okay. you know because that stuff is very alkaline and and again you know it's going to be easier for us to transition into our new fifth dimensional bodies if we adopt a alkaline diet which means you know eating more vegetables more greens more fruits that are uh vibrating at a higher frequency because you know even they are conscious they are living things and I always like to communicate with my food before I eat
2: okay <laughs> I like tell to. me more about
0: that it's just as simple as just you know thanking it and you know asking it to nourish your body and uh, that's it when you do that every time before you you know eat your berries or eat your vegetables it actually um enhances your your health overall because it's, it's aware it's 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 actually um receiving your blessings your prayer and it's listening to you when you speak to it just like how when we speak to water right when we speak to water and we give it blessings or plants right you know there was an experiment where they did where where um, I think it happened in Ireland where there was a group of people who actually gave who sent love and 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 gave positive affirmations to the plants and the plants just grew tall and green and, and you know lovely whereas another group of people uh did the opposite you know they were um saying negative things to the plants um you know giving it like emotions of hate and then those plants just never grew they just kind of died and withered away so it, it is the same with our food with our fruits and vegetables you know they're they're aware of themselves and they, they are aware of you so if you can begin to establish a relationship with what you eat it's actually just going to benefit your health overall
2: that is okay but does that work with mcdonald's
0: no absolutely not you, oh. you have to stay away from fast food by the way fast food is not real food anymore uh yeah that's that's poison <laughs> i don't
1: know i
2: it's it's interesting it's fast food i have not aligned with it for a long a long time what are some other before we wrap up because you've been so generous with your time what are some other daily tips and tricks that you implement in your daily life that you could share with with the listeners of this that they might i just i keep seeing that if if everybody takes little baby steps just little permanent baby steps it'll just help that and I have a feeling that you're, you you walk the walk and talk the talk the talk and walk the walk. So I'm sure there's some other insight that you could share with people.
0: Well, as simple as just waking up with gratitude, you know, uh, taking five minutes out of your time when you wake up to uh, establish some sort of a um, being thankful, uh, gratitude with, you know, the universe, the creator, God source. Uh, okay. And then as well as when we go to sleep, you know, go to sleep with gratitude in your heart so I think I think that by starting our day with gratitude um it opens up the doors for many positive things to come your way because the universe does respond you know uh we we are living in a living conscious universe and so when you have gratitude in your heart and also being mindful of course you know (laughs) throughout the day being in the state of just being aware uh being in that state of being aware in the presence at each given moment in time um is also uh, allowing you to co-create circumstances throughout your day and overall through your life so waking up with gratitude going to sleep with gratitude and being mindful in everything that you do throughout the day um, i think are very important keys in establishing and maintaining a high frequency lifestyle so simple that's
2: so beautiful and i mean, just doing it
1: I also just wanna say how grateful I am that you've had the courage to share all the information that you've received over these last many, many years. You've been sharing it for a long time, well before maybe everyone was in on the conversation. And um, I just appreciate how heart-centered both you and Kelly are in terms of your generosity of spirit and knowledge and compassion.
0: And you too, Elizabeth, I appreciate your heart-centeredness and your service to others and, you know, your own, you know, you also walk the talk, you know, I'm reading everybody's energy here and you guys are all examples of what a fifth dimensional being is like. So thank you for also doing what you guys do as well.
1: Well, it's, I mean, if we all do it, then we all connect and support one another. And it's easier to stay in that frequency with more and more people. Exactly. Jamie. Yay. Well, is there anything before we wrap
2: up? Is there anything coming in or any little message that you want to give everybody? And I know this is going on your channel and I'm just kind of like doing this to honor our time, but
1: anything that you, either of you want to share with everybody?
0: You want to go first, Elizabeth?
1: I would just say continue to be compassionate, have courage and curiosity, and stay connected to self and great love. Um, because that love and gratitude can carry each of us into the greatest potential that we haven't even fully fathomed or experienced, but are on the ride for.
0: And to add to that, you know, I would say remember that we are the ones that everyone's expecting guys there is no external savior we have to do the work get connected with our higher self so that we could what become the christ that everybody's expecting so you every single one of you all the listeners you guys are what everyone's expecting don't never forget never give your power away to anything outside of yourself so that's my final message now where can people find you guys i know
1: yeah, go ahead, Kelly. Did you want to give a final message before?
2: Uh, you guys, we're in this together. Let's support each other. Let's, and we need to have fun. I just the joy and that fun with ease and grace is is so much, um, so appreciated. And I know it helps me start my day. I love the idea about the gratitude practice as well. I am current. I am married to Eeyore, and I'll just leave it at that. And I sit before I get up every day and like, today's gonna to be a great day. And even if it's just something little like that, I just map out for optimal outcomes for the day. And it just, it, it, it almost is like you pop up and things just go a little smoother and a little easier. And when you believe in optimal outcomes and you sit in gratitude, little stupid stuff happens and you're just like, yeah, okay. And it doesn't ruin your day like some people would, would do. Um, right? How do people yeah. find me? It's Kelly, and I'm the publisher of Edge Magazine. We are printed online, edgemagazine.net. And my email address, just in case anybody wants it, is kelly at edgemagazine.net.
0: <laughs> if you guys can see that, this is her magazine. Can you guys see yes, that? Yes. it's Edge
2: awesome. Magazine? Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> Thank you so much.
1: <laughs> there
2: it, it you is. You there you go. It. 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 Absolutely. It's an and honor. I-, I love it.
1: I can't I, I mean i agree the edge magazine and the edge community is a great place to connect with light beings of all you know of great potential and um, you can find me at exploring sovereignty with elizabeth which is um, a new podcast and show and uh, my website is soma s-o-m-a soul s-o-u-l sovereignty or elizabethsullivan.love that if that's easier <laughs> and how about you ishmael where can they find you
0: they could find me in the in the other dimensions where i'm mostly hanging out and no, i'm just kidding <laughs>
2: <That's awesome. laughs> we'll totally join
0: you <laughs> All right. well i'm, I'm on um, well my website i have two websites i have our cosmicorigin.com where you could actually access the new version of my book with the uh new added chapter that kind of reveals what happens after the Ascension as we go into the future um oh and and not to mention my book is already available on audio if you prefer to listen to it and then of course you have access to all my platforms my real YouTube channel not those you know many pirated ones (laughs) I only have one YouTube channel but I have many fake accounts out there people trying to steal my interviews um you could also access my Instagram my Facebook tiktok and all that stuff and then I also have another website where I offer online courses uh called TheCosmicArts.com, where I am I teach three courses my my famous course that everybody loves is starseed cosmology which I cover 20 years of research uh condensed into six hours two hours a week and we go over the cosmic history of the earth uh all the chakras all the way to the 12 dimensions and much more you know the different seedings that took place I mean it's it's in depth you know it's it's really intense and then I also teach myth and theology we go over esoteric uh, mystery schools Uh, we go over mythology who these gods were in mythology which are really extraterrestrials (laughs) um uh, and much more and then I also teach star seed astrology where we take your natal chart and we're able to pinpoint exactly your origin of, or the star system that you originated from. So that's what I offer.
1: That's awesome. And I'll chime in, I have some classes at um, the School for Higher Consciousness, which mm-hmm. teach intuitive development, like, you know, tapping into your intuitive and psychic gifts, which we all have, and then ancestry and other lifetimes, So diving more into your multidimensional nature, and how to access Those other aspects of your soul. And then the physical alchemist, which helps you explore consciousness and ground it into this energy body. Look at what we're doing, you guys. This is (laughs) awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, um, Kali and Ishmael. It was an uh, honor and a privilege and a delight to be in this dimension, in this realm with you for a little bit of time. I, I know we're in other dimensions and realms doing a lot of great work. And um, I just, from the bottom of my heart, thank you. Ishmael, wrap us up.
0: Well, thank you guys for joining me today. And uh, this is a message for everyone: uh, Don't ever forget who you are, and remember that every day you have the opportunity to start anew. You know, regardless of what yesterday was, you are the captain of your own sail.